You are listening to a recording from the ICGC Across South Omega Generation Youth Camp, themed Nothing Lost, Nothing Wasted. We hope you are blessed by this life-transforming message. Ministering now is Pastor Joel Taki. How could I ever repair? Thank you. 
and I'm your coordinator for today. A few announcements before we go on. Please, we are always supposed to wear our tags. So if you are not wearing your tag and you have it with you, please wear it. I mean, it's for identification. There are lots of people, other people around, right? So we need to be able to identify you easily, okay? Please wear your tags if you have it. I'm waiting for you. Please wear your tags. Please wear your tags. And then if there's anyone among you who has not completed their registration, maybe you've not registered or you've not completed your payments, please do so today. From this afternoon, from this morning, we'll be very strict with registrations. So if you've not completed payments or you've not registered, hmm, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We'd invite the choir to minister to us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, please give them a round of applause as they announce the stage. Hallelujah. We want to give God the glory in this place. Amen.
saints on high. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You can do better than that. We would invite the choreography team to minister to us in dance. Oh, if you're excited, give them a hand.
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you both do it better than that. Hey, were you not ministered to? Or they did not bless you? We'd invite the choir to minister to us once again. You're welcome.
Hallelujah. I sense the presence of God strongly in this place. Wherever you are, just be on your feet. Just be on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And lift your right hand towards the heaven. is speaking and listen to what he says. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, 
whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The Holy Spirit baptism is not an ordinary event. It's not an ordinary experience. Whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon you, according to John the Baptist, it comes with fire. The fire over there is an expression, the manifestation of the power of God. And so in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit had come upon you. And you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Anytime the Holy Spirit comes upon an individual, that ordinary individual turns into another man. That ordinary individual turns into another woman. Becomes an extraordinary being. Today we are here to receive the Holy Spirit. And I want you to believe God that as the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to turn you into a new man, into a new being. The Bible says after the Holy Spirit had come upon them, they started speaking with new tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit came upon them, tongues of fire set, sat upon their heads. Today you are going to be a new person. Somebody say, I'll be a new person. I'll be a new person. Now what is? I want us to read a passage in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Please put it up for me. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And do you have NKJV? Okay, let's read the NIG. Let's read together. Go. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Spirit and with power. With the Holy Spirit and with power. So time the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he comes with power. Oh, you are about to get powerful. I said you are about to get powerful. I said you are about to get powerful. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And what is? Can you bring it back for me, please? And how he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed under the power of the devil because God was with him. Because God was with him. The, the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes with the presence of God. And when God is with you, He changes everything about your life. Someone say, I'm powerful. Now, anytime you read the Bible, you have to pay attention to the details that are. the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why are we told that it was Jesus of Nazareth? Because it tells us of his human background and his human reality. It tells us of the limitations that he carried. Nazareth was a very insignificant, noble place. And that is why one day when uh, Jesus called Nathaniel, he, he asked a question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It means that there's nothing good associated with Nazareth. They are a very crude people. It was a small town in Bethlehem. And they are very crude people. There's nothing extraordinary about them to be desired. But you see, no matter how ignoble or ordinary you are, 
when the spirit of God invades your life, he changes your life and turns your life around. And the Bible says when this spirit came upon this Jesus of Nazareth, who was not recognized to be anything, he went about doing good. Before they said nothing good can come out of Nazareth. But when the Holy Spirit came, this same Nazareth brought forth Jesus Christ who went about doing good. Someone said, I'm going to do good because the Spirit of God is upon me. And I will pray in the power of God. Say, I'll do good because the Spirit of God is upon me. And I'll pray in the power of God. In the next five minutes, we are going to begin to pray. And uh, I want you to be very vigilant around you. Just open your heart and open your spirit. In the next five minutes, we are going to pray.
change everything. It has changed everything. This experience in your presence has changed everything. serve a great God. Amen.
You are great, lift your hands. Almighty Jehovah, hallelujah, we magnify your name. Can you sing it with me? You are great. God in this place. Do I have some people who came here with an expectation? Well, I don't think so. I don't believe so. I mean, if God is supposed to judge your expectation, judge why you came based on your shouts, based on your excitement, based on your expression, then you do not come with an expectation. Do I have some people who came here with an expectation? Who came here with an agenda? Who came here to meet God? Who came here to experience God? Come on, just give the Lord a shout in this place. Clap your hands and give the Lord a shout. Would invite Uncle Bijou to invite to introduce our speaker for today. It looks like it looks like, it looks like, it looks like. Some of you are forgetting the, one of the fundamental rules of this camp. We said, whatever we are doing, make sure you do some. When we say shout, we mean shout. And when we say clap, we mean clap. When we say wave your hands, we mean wave your hands. Listen. Today we are fasting. Some people are already giving up and are eating biscuits. May you not join the biscuit eating wagon. May you receive strength. That is why we are here. Strength, strength to be a blacksmith. Strength to be a warrior. Strength to be a soldier of Christ. Strength, strength for the journey. And listen very carefully. I told you yesterday, and Pastor Audrey mentioned the same thing. When God will speak to you, you have no idea. How he will speak to you, you have no idea. So you need to be sensitive, expectant all the time. This world will fail you. Will misdirect you will mislead you. Like our speaker was misled this morning. By it as well. I have known um, Pastor Joel for a very, very long time now. In fact, I consider him as one of my sons and he considers me as a father as well. We have a very interesting, diverse kind of relationship. 
But one of the interesting things is that he got born again at camp a couple of years ago. And today he's speaking to us at camp. And that is going to be your story as well. Many years from now, you will stand on a certain platform, I don't know where, and you will say, I got born again at camp. Maybe at that time you'll be speaking and addressing the UN. Maybe at that time you'll be the president of this country, changing this country. Maybe at that time you'll be a businessman, a business tycoon, financing the kingdom, and you want the whole world to know that Jesus changed your life at camp, and he can do the same thing for you and your children and your children's children. But that is not why I'm here this morning. I want to introduce our speaker to us. I think time is far gone. I said even too much. So media team, if you're ready, can we have the video introduction? And then after that, we'll hear Pastor Joel. Pastor Joel Lee Takitaki attended Infancy Pim School and went on to the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology where he gained his BSc Architecture and Masters of Architecture degrees. He is an associate of the Ghana Institute of Architects. He currently works with the Consortium of Innovations and Housing and Settlement Development, a consortium of architects and civil engineers. As a pioneer of the campus ministries of ICGC, he served as the first president of the ICGC KNUSC Campus Church. Currently, he serves as the pastor of the ICGC Day Spring Assembly, a young and vibrant assembly of ICGC in Community 25, Tema. Pastor Joel Taki is married to Mrs. Josephine Taki, and together they have a son, Judah Joel, Omega Generation Accra South, ministering to us is Pastor Joel Taki. I think some people who have been at camp before need to show some others how it's done. I think those who have come for camp meeting before need to explain to those who are now visiting for the first time that we shout at camp, we celebrate at camp, we raise our chairs at camp. Look at this one, look at this one. We don't sit down and look at camp. We take our clothes, we take our jackets, we shout, we run, we move about. Are you still in your seat, somebody? This morning is not a morning for you to relax. This morning is not a morning for you to look around. Let the power and the fire of God move through. Is somebody giving God a shout? don't know what's going on this morning but just give us a little time something will go on for you this morning i don't know if you are here this morning if the ac is making you a little cold but can you shake yourself a little shout a little run around a little 
raise your chair a little remove your shoes and move around this is not church service this is come 2023 there's something new for somebody there's power for somebody there's a miracle for somebody there's a breakthrough for somebody can you shout some people are still not sure if they are part of us or not some people are not sure whether they are part of us or not Martin the ones who are part of us are shouting the ones who are part of us are shouting the ones who are part of us are celebrated the ones who are part of us they are running around what is this big space doing in front of me can we ask some you to know how to run around what is this big big space doing in front of me i want to see some running and some shouting because you know god is meeting you at the point of your need because you know god is coming through for you this morning can you celebrate the power of god celebrate the hand of god is preventing you from shouting that thing that is preventing you from enjoying the presence of God delight yourself in the Lord and it will give you the desires of your heart that is preventing you from shouting the Bible says in the presence of God is fullness of joy in the presence of God is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Somebody God's right hand has come with the parcel. The one who believes your parcel has come this morning. You, 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 are, you are coming, you are coming. Tell somebody you are coming, you are coming. You are coming, you are coming, it's coming, it's coming. Look at you, all you are doing is clapping. You are coming, you are coming, it's coming. Something is happening, something is happening, something is happening on this side, something is happening on that side, something is happening on that side. You are coming, you, you haven't arrived yet. A few more seconds, something is already happening. We came here to meet God, oh, I don't know why you came. <laughs> I saw your shouting chasing your failure away. I saw your shouting Chasing your trouble away. I saw your shouting 
changing your results. I saw your shouting giving you a different outcome from the back to the front. From the back to the front. I saw your shouting opening a door for you. I saw your shouting turning your story around. I saw your shouting breaking down the wall of Jericho. I saw your shouting moving things around for you. Allow her, allow her, allow her, leave her there. This is camp meeting, allow her. Aha, uh -huh, yes, you in the pink, I see that you have come for camp meeting. Aha, uh -huh, now I see that you have come for camp meeting. You are still standing there, you are still standing. I'm not sure if you are really, 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 really. Shouting is making something come out of your stomach. Your shouting is making something. I see that thing coming out of your belly. Tell somebody, get ready, 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 get ready for something. making you gentle. Shift the person from there. Shift the person from there. The person standing by you who has decided he will not shout, he will not do anything, he will not change himself. Shift the person from there. Tell them if you disturb me, you'll be in trouble. If you disturb me, you'll be in trouble. Sit from there and let me be free. What, what a joy. What a joy. What a joy. What a joy it is to be in the presence of God on a morning like this come 2023. We know that God is going to meet us at the point of our need and touch us in a special way. To, to our regional overseer, we say a very big God bless you and thank you for the opportunity for allowing the youth to meet and to spend time in the presence of God. Reverend Anthony Kujo, we thank you and we celebrate you to all our district supervising ministers all over the Accra South region. We are grateful to you for allowing us to come here. We are grateful to you. Thank you for being fathers to us. 
and for showing us the way. To our regional Omega Generation leader, we give you praise and thanks for all your help. We are grateful to you. Reverend Edwin, God bless you. All the District Omega Generation pastors, thank you, Pastor Beku. All the pastors, God bless you. We are grateful to you. Thank you for being with us. To Mr. Bizudo. Thank you so much for being our strength. Thank you so much for helping us. Thank you for leading us and for organizing Camp 2023 for us. We thank God that you are still with us and you will be with us for a very long time. Amen. To all the facilitators all over the place, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping everything that you are doing so that we can encounter God. And to every Omega Generation youth standing here this morning, let the Accra South hear you. Let Pentecost Convention Center hear you. Let the bad road, the bad roads hear you. Let the sea hear you. Let the concrete hear you. Let the cement hear you. I, I, we are here for God and we will take God before we leave here. Today I want to just give you a prophecy. I want to give you a word that will be in your mind and in your heart and that you should live with. Hallelujah. I thank God for all the people I came with. I'm grateful. I can't mention all their names, but they go with me wherever I go to minister. I'm grateful. Thank you for being here. I think we should celebrate our parents for allowing us to come here today. Yes. Yes. Some people couldn't come because their parents said no. But if you are here, let's celebrate our fathers and our mothers and thank God for their lives that they see this as important for us to be here. Parents, wherever you are, we thank you and we celebrate you. Thank you so much. Tell somebody I am chosen. I don't know if you said it very well. I don't know if the person next to you believes it. Shout it in their ear. Tell them I'm chosen. No, they are not sure. Pull their hair and tell them, I am chosen. And if the person next to you is bald, don't touch anything. You are in trouble. Tell somebody I'm chosen. Lift up your right hand and say, Heavenly Father, I'm here for you this morning. Give me yourself. Anoint me. Empower me. Give me a fresh baptism. Declare it unto me that I am chosen. I speak it. I receive it. And I walk in it. In Jesus' name. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee, 
And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet to the nations. Tell somebody I am chosen. First Samuel, chapter 16. First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 1. I was going to read to verse 12, but we know the story. But let me read verse 1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king from his sons. Let's read verse 6. And it came to pass that when they were come, he looked at Eliab and said, The Lord's anointed is before him. Verse 7. Verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider you were giving me new King James. So what happened? Hey, look, your media team are fast too. Clap for the media team. They are, they are serious. Hallelujah. Verse 7 for me. I'm looking at my face. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical structure. The people who looked at you and said you are too short to become anything, they will be disappointed very soon. Because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see as a man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Let's keep going. Eight. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Tell somebody I am chosen. Let's read verse 10. Verse 10. Then Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. If you like it, you don't like it, it doesn't change the fact that I am the one. Tell somebody, I am the one. The person didn't hear you, they were writing notes. Hit their tie, hit their tie and tell them, I am the one. Matthew 22 verse 14. My final scripture. Matthew 22, verse 14. Shout, I am chosen. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now, quietly whisper in their ear to make them understand. Tell them, I am chosen. David is a story that, by the grace of God and by record we can see his life at least from when he was very young to when he dies we see somebody like moses who he too from his birth to his death is recorded and so we can follow it hallelujah but david is a situation that is very interesting he's not considered a proper child like moses from when he was young hallelujah tell somebody i'm chosen this david the way he was born was that somebody's father called Jesse, instead of being with his wife 
and stayed with his wife, had children with his wife, and then went and had another child, another child with another woman somewhere else. Hallelujah. And so this David is now brought from the woman's house and brought to Jesse's house because Jesse is the father. And Jesse says, because of your circumstance, the circumstance of your birth, I don't want you to stay with my other sons. So I'm putting you in the desert with sheep. Go and do that work whilst my other sons are doing something better. This David, by his circumstance, hides himself there and decides that if I'm going to be hidden and I'm not going to amount to much, if I don't have even my father's love, I'm going to spend time with God. And somebody this morning, your circumstance may not be the best, but thank God you came today to spend time with God. I don't know if you are here this morning. But the thing is, David is doing all he can do by what his father has been given. But he's there and he has to take care of the sheep. And so he fights with lions and bears and takes the sheep out of their mouth. Are you following me? So this David, even though he's been rejected, which is a bad situation already, goes into an even worse situation. And somebody may be here, you may look at your situation and say, how is my situation even going to get better? Even camp, the money for camp, somebody had to give it to you for you to pay. But David didn't know something that was very simple and very important. The simple thing was that even though he had been rejected, even though he was taking care of sheep and the other brothers were probably learning something of Jewish culture, David didn't know that he was chosen. David is in the desert doing all he can do and like Jeremiah from his birth, he is chosen. There is already a king called Saul and Saul is is doing his best to rule the country, but he's not following God's laws and God's systems. Hallelujah. And at some point, God tells, somewhere, tells Saul, go and kill the Agagites and clear them completely, and he decides to do what he wants to do. Go and kill all the sheep, and he keeps some of the sheep and says he's going to give it. When you look at the history, it looks like it was around that time David was born. It was like God had said, I'm tired of Saul, and so I'm bringing David in. And so from the time he was born, he was already chosen. Somebody I want to announce to you, you came for come 2023. You came as a normal student. You came as a normal youth. And maybe you are not aware, I need to let you know that in spite of your situation, in spite of where you are now, in spite of the circumstance in your family, with your mother and your father, you are chosen. Tell somebody I'm chosen. Yes, I'm coming. David himself is in the desert and he's not aware, but God knows from the very beginning that he is chosen. In 1 Samuel 16, when God meet someone he's crying because God has rejected Saul he comes to day he comes to Samuel to tell Samuel I don't understand why you are crying get up and take some oil because I've already provided for myself and chosen somebody to be king meanwhile when that was being said David was still running around looking for some sheep 
You may be here trying to write BC, but you are chosen. You are here struggling with lying and struggling with one thing, but you are chosen. I don't know if you are aware, but I'm here to let you know that you are chosen. Maybe you are not sure where your life is going to go. You've been battling with a sickness and you don't know how it's going to get better. But maybe you don't know, maybe you are not aware that there's a call of God on your life and you are chosen. Tell somebody, I am chosen. The interesting thing about it is that David may have been in the desert and he may have had some provisions and some requests he wanted God to do for him. I'm sure he was in the desert wishing that God would provide for him. He was in the desert wishing that God would protect him from the lions and the bears. He was in the desert crying and asking, when will my father begin to show me the love that I've always wanted? When will my mother actually take me and take care of me the way I'm supposed to be taken care of? He was there in the desert and he had requests. He needed things that were to be provided for. But he didn't know that even though he was asking for provision, he himself was a whole provision for Israel. I don't know who is here this morning. You are saying, God, I just need some nine ones. I just need some ten ones. I just wish my school fees will be paid. I just wish something will go on in my life well. I just wish something will be better in my family. It looks like my parents are getting a divorce. I've been falling sick and I'm struggling. And you are calling God and you've even come for camp with so many requests and so many things you are asking God for. But I'm, let you, I'm here to let you know that even though you are asking for a provision you yourself you are a provision for Accra I don't know if you are here this morning but even though you are asking God for something somebody is asking God for you I don't know who I'm preaching to but even though you may be asking God, you've come for company, you say, God, I want my life to change. Somebody is somewhere and is saying that even though I'm in this situation, I've also called on God and God has mentioned Reverend Edwin as the solution to the issue. I prophesy over somebody's life this morning that may you become a provision for a situation that somebody is asking for. God said, I've already provided for my myself a solution to the problem in Israel and the solution was asking for a solution the provision was asking for provision I want you to take your eyes off what you need right now and realize that you yourself somebody is in need of you oh I don't know if I'm preaching to you I'm here to let you know that you are you yourself you are a provision and God would answer your request of a provision but you yourself will be a provision to somebody there's somebody in a school looking for your preaching there's a group of people looking for an app that you will develop there are some people waiting for you to come and marry them there is a nation waiting for you to be president I don't know who I'm talking to but there is a provision that has to be made and God has mentioned your name 
same as the one who will meet that provision. I don't know if you are here this morning, but God has named Omega Generation across South as the provision for the situation of Ghana. I don't know if you are here, but there will be a situation in Australia, and it will be somebody here that will go and solve that situation. There will be a situation in South America, and it will be a youth in this place that will go and solve the situation. And you are here, you don't realize you are a solution, and you are asking God for solution. But I prophesy over your life, your eyes will begin to open, and you will see that even though you are in need, somebody needs you. I show you something. David was chosen and he was a provision. Listen to what God said. He said, stop crying. Take your oil. The provision has been made. Listen to what he said. David's choosing made a prophet stop crying. Let me come down and feel free a little. David being chosen meant that a prophet should stop crying. Your being chosen will make a big man stop crying. Maybe I'm talking to only this group, but I want to let you know that the president is crying and God has made you the provision for the crying of the president. A general overseer may be crying for the next generation, but you are the reason he will stop crying. Some arrow is crying that where are the youth going? But God has chosen you as the answer to that weeping. A multi-billion dollar CEO is crying. Who is going to take over my company? But God has already made provision that you are the one. I don't know who is here. But Ghana has been crying for a long time. For some leaders who turn the story around. Ghana has been crying for a while. For people that can stand up and say that they are the ones who will take the nation to a better place. But I prophesy over your life that God has looked at you and said you, you will be the reason Ghana will stop crying. I don't know if you are here, but there's a parent that has been crying. There's a parent that has been crying. What's happening to my children? There's a parent who has been crying. Where are my children going? There's a school that has been crying. Can I tell you the cry of that school? They have never gotten eight A's in their school before. And they are crying. When would there be somebody that we can also boast that this school has gotten eight A's in the school? But that cry is about to end because you are about to be admitted in that. Tell somebody I'm chosen. Tell somebody I'm chosen. Because of you being chosen, a great man will stop crying because the future will be bright. The thing about being chosen is that when it comes to God, the circumstance and the background does not matter with God's choosing. <laughs> if anything at all 
David should not have been chosen. If anything at all, people should have looked at Eliab and chosen Eliab instead of you. I know you are in a class and some people are smarter than you, but you are the one chosen. Your amen is not loud enough. You are not, I'm not sure you are receiving it. Listen, young people, let me show you something. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. When you stand and you raise your hand and you cut it, it's like you are cutting the word into your spirit. Yes. John chapter 6, verse 63. Jesus told them the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when I speak a word like that, it is a spirit in the atmosphere. The one who will stand and raise their hand and cut it is the one who will cut the word into their spirit. you something. Let me show you something. I sounded like the guy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It is because he was chosen. You would think that it is because of his circumstance. That is why he was chosen. That God will look around and say, I'm looking for the person. After all, the Bible's, I can calm down. God bless you. Let the big men go and stand there. Yes. Let the big men. Are you clapping? Yes. We'll let Pastor Edwin go and stand there. Pastor Edwin can stand there. As for Uncle Bijou, I think he will go like. Hallelujah. You would think that God, because he says he takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. It is true. So sometimes... The circumstance may be bad, and God will say, because your circumstance is bad and I want to do so, I will take you from the circumstance and I will make you a great person. I don't know if you are here this morning, but there's somebody, God just wants to do so with your life. God just wants to do a show. Is that Laura I'm seeing? God is going to do a show with your life. Sometimes God says, your circumstance is bad. Okay, that is good. Now I see how bad it is. I'm going to take you and make you confuse everybody that is around you. I'm going to take you and there will be no explanation except God. There will be no way to connect the dots. But listen to me. There is that side and there is also the side where because you are chosen... God will now take you through certain things. Please listen to me. Some of you are wondering, why is my life like this? Why am I going through this? David was in the desert wondering if I'm going to take care of sheep, Pastor Edwin. Why should I be fighting with lions and bears? If I'm going through certain things, it, I don't get it. Why is this happening? Why should I fail my exam when I was one of the best in the school? Why is it that every time I'm about to write the exam, then some sickness will come and hit me? Why is it that for only me, somebody is like Balotelli right now asking, why always me? But it's because you have been chosen. It's because there's a call of God on your life. It's because of something. 
that God wants to do, yet he speaks you. And because he has picked you, there's a pain you will fight. There's masturbation you will fight. There's pornography you will fight. Even though you've been chosen, there are some things that you will battle with. It's because you are chosen. That's why he will take you through what you are going through. So that when you stand, it will be easy for you to fight your battles. I want about some 10 chosen people to give a shout of praise to God. So it's not my circumstance that determines my choosing. Because if God can pick me and choose me after the circumstance and choose me before the circumstance, then it means that man has no choice than to agree with God's choosing. Because man has no hand in the choosing of a man. There's nobody who can say that if God has chosen you, you should not be chosen. Nobody can reject you when God has chosen Listen to me carefully. It means that if man doesn't decide whether you are chosen, then man's looking and man's outward appearance. Man is not your marking scheme. The Bible tells us that the prophet Samuel entered Jesse's house with a marking scheme. How many of you understand what a marking scheme is? Yes, he had his marking scheme that the one who is going to be chosen, he will be tall. He will be good looking. He will be great. He will stand there and his voice will be deep like Pastor Joel. He will be standing with his height and he will be great. And so when he looked at the firstborn, he said, this is the one. This one, this one looks like the one. But the marking scheme was so smart, someone's marking scheme and it was wrong. That day God decided the marking scheme that I'm looking at the heart and I'm looking at nothing else. Because God is the one who decides the marking scheme it's not about whether you are wearing a nice shoe it doesn't matter how much money you have your being chosen has nothing to do with who your parents are I don't know I may be wrong I may be right but let me just say that it is possible that the reason God is choosing us this morning and the only criteria the only marking scheme is that we appeared for camp 2023 and the fact that you appeared is enough for you to be chosen. The fact that you appeared is enough for you to be chosen. Do you know that it is only the teacher who decides the marking scheme? Are you aware? And that sometimes in the marking scheme, if he's going to mark your essay, there are one or two words he's looking for in the definition. That if you put it in the definition, you will get the marks. So it's not the whole phrase that he is marking. It's not the whole paragraph he is marking. Yes, you have all those things. But it's not everything you have he is marking. He may take one or two things and decide only those two things I want to give you your five over five. I want to announce to somebody this morning that God was looking for different things. But this morning... All he was looking for was that you came for camp, that you registered and you are in the building tonight and he's ready to register you as part of the chosen. 
determine the marking scheme. I remember when I was on, in school, in JSS, everybody used to wear one nice shoe because I went to a Dadaba school. And people were very, very rich. Those times it was Adidas T-Mark, Nike Air. People were wearing Jordans to school. Hey! And me, I'll come with sandals. Me too, I also got shoes. Once everybody was getting those big, big, big shoes, at that time, hey, it could be one, could be two. They were coming to the school with it. I know some of you don't even know those shoes. Right now, what is the shoe? Vapor Max. <laughs> or Jordan 3. And now come to the school and, hey, I'm wearing pro wings. And everybody's wearing serious shoes. But that is what my mother took to buy for me. So one day I said, I want to be like everybody else. And I went and looked for Jordan to wear. Not knowing the Jordan I went to look for and I walked to the school. When I entered the school, everybody started laughing at me. Hey! Why are they laughing at me? I had gone to buy Banku. Hey! Oh, some people don't understand what Banku is. Do you know what Banku is? Hey! Banku means fake shoe. I had gone to buy Banku and I was walking around and I was feeling G. Then the girls that were nice and were looking at me, they would be there and they would be laughing. Oh, some girl be that I like. Bam. Oh, and she was looking at me and she was laughing at me. Yeah, I spot my market. Because I'm wearing Banku, my market is finished. JSS boy, I won't get a girl again. Oh, my mother till today doesn't know why I wore those shoes twice and I put it down. I didn't take it back to the school again. But even with my Banku shoe, there was something inside me that told me that if I don't even have enough money, I don't even have the shoes like everybody else and I can't dress like everybody else, I am so I prophesy over your life that you may not have what everybody else has, but they don't determine the marking scheme. You are still chosen. You are not the smartest amongst them, but you are still chosen. You are not the greatest amongst them, but you are still chosen. There's something inside you that God has put there, and it means that you are chosen. You may not be the biggest, you may not talk the nicest, but there's something God blesses on you that makes you chosen. Shout, I'm chosen. Now, listen to me. David's being chosen looked like something that was spectacular, but look at what happened. David being chosen made even his older brothers because they called him the youngest, made even his older brothers, made his own father, and made even the prophets to the whole region gather because of David. Listen to me. There are certain things that are going to happen in your life. You may not understand it now. I'm sure David came there, John, 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 and all of a sudden, they say, kneel down, we'll pour oil on you. He still didn't fully get it. 
I'm sure later on it occurred to him. We who are reading it now can see it. That even though David was a little boy of 17 years, probably 16 at this time, a prophet to the whole nation, gathered his own father who had rejected him, had to be called back. Even his older brothers were gathered because one little boy had been chosen. Can somebody be chosen in this house that will make a minister of state come to your house? That will make a man of God come to your house? Somebody can be chosen this morning and it will make an MD come to your house. A member of parliament will come to your house. I don't know somebody who is here who is receiving it. But ladies and gentlemen, you're being chosen. Can make great people from all over the nation come and look for you. I prophesy over your life. They will gather to come and look at you. If David had said, I want to go and see the prophet, it would never have happened. If he even wanted an audience with his father, it was likely his older brothers would have pushed him aside. But when God chose him, now the people he could not get to were now looking for him. What you have not been able to enjoy for your lifetime is coming to you now. It's going to come to you because you are chosen. It's going to land on your lap because you are chosen. It's going to happen for you because you are chosen. And ladies and gentlemen, it will not only be men and women who look for you. Even resources will chase you. Because you are chosen. Because you are chosen. Let me give you the final one because there are still a few. But time is gone. The truth of the matter is the anointing came on the chosen. Not on the one who looked like they should be chosen. Not on the one who was nice to get it. Not on the one who human beings felt was qualified to be anointed. The anointing came on the chosen. I don't know if you are here. You've bypassed the criteria in the marking scheme. You are chosen. People have gathered around you. You are chosen. Everything is happening around you. You have been chosen. You can see things begin to take shape. You have been chosen. For some reason, you came for Camp 2023. You are chosen. You are here listening to me this morning. You are chosen. And this morning, the anointing will fall on your life. And a fresh baptism is coming on you. And it's because you are chosen. And, and God, God already told him that the oil is important for the chosen already. He said, I've provided myself a king, so take the oil. It means the oil is for the chosen. And when he took the oil, he needed to do this thing, this thing for two reasons. The main reason he even entered Jesse's house was because of the oil. 
The main reason you have come for camp meeting. <laughs> the main reason you have come for camp meeting is that you are going to live here with some oil. You are going to live here with some anointing. You are going to live here with some grace. The main reason the prophet entered the house was because the chosen had to be anointed. Why did he have to be anointed? I'll give you two reasons. The first, that he had to be anointed because those who had gathered had to be aware that he was chosen. Oh. I know you don't understand. Let me explain. If the prophet had gone into the desert and poured oil on him there and gone home, and he came back and said, I am chosen, nobody will believe him. If he went back to his father and said, I am chosen, he would not believe him. There had to be a sign that everybody will see and everybody will testify that you have been chosen. This morning, God will give you a sign that you have been chosen. From that day, nobody could argue with David that he was meant for the kingship. Oh, I know you are going home and your parents are not here. But by the time you get home, something will happen in the house. And they will know that you are chosen. I don't know who is receiving the word. Somebody who is standing and cutting the word. Somebody who is standing and cutting the word. Somebody who is standing and cutting the word. Something will happen in your house. <laughs> the last time we had camp meeting in this place. I was, I was a backup speaker. That's the fact. I only spoke because somebody was not able to make it in time. But I didn't realize that God had already chosen me to be a speaker. I don't know if you are here. Uncle Bishu, I looked at this story and I looked at the fact that I'm speaking and I'm speaking this year, 20 years after I got saved at camp. And I've come back to the very place that I preached at for the first time at camp meeting. And I realized that that day when God gathered people, he already knew that I was the one chosen to speak. But even me speaking was not enough because God had to give a sign. God had to give a sign that this person speaking was chosen. I know some of you here were there that day, the last time we had come meeting over here. And what sign did God give? People started pulling money out of their wallets. I could be sure you were here. I prophesied that some people will find money where there was no money. Pastor Abeku, there was a lady who called. Her mother called her and said, why have you gone for camp and you have left money on your bed? No, this one, this is where it happened. So I cannot lie. Sunday morning, they were giving their testimonies. A lady said she started pulling money out of her briefcase. When the mother called the lady, the lady said, Ah, I didn't leave money on my bed. He said, Mommy, count the money. She counted the money, and 2,000 CDs was on her bed. I don't know if you believe God, but I'm here to tell somebody. There will be a sign that you are chosen. 
oh, I know you don't get it right now. Because David could not have understood any way that something like this would have happened to prove that he was chosen. Maybe you never see yourself getting eight A's. You've never thought you would ever get first class. It's so far beyond your ability. But the sign that you are chosen is that you will begin to see your academics change. The one shouting, amen, it is happening for you. Maybe the sign that you have been chosen is that somehow by the time you finish university, you have already bought a land and bought a car. Oh, there's going to be a sign that you have been chosen that even though everybody has managed to get a good school, you are going to be in your PhD when others are doing their master's. the sign that you have been chosen maybe you never thought you could ever prophesy before maybe you never thought that you would ever be a man of God maybe you never thought you would lay hands on somebody and the person will be healed but God will give you a sign that you have been chosen and you will pray for the sick person and they will recover you will lay hands on somebody and they will start speaking in tongues I declare over your life God will give you a sign that you have been chosen second reason and I'll call on him was because something had to be activated inside him. Do you know how iPhone 15 has come out, right? How many want one? You want iPhone 15? You want iPhone 14? Are you aware that you can have that phone in your hand and not be able to call anybody? Why? Because you don't have a SIM card inside. When you put the SIM card inside, it activates the phone. Are you following me? Otherwise, the phone is just a flashlight. Otherwise, the phone is just for playing games. Otherwise, the phone is just for you to take pictures and that is it. But the phone is for making calls and communication. And for the phone to actually work, it has to be activated. And for it to be activated, a chip has to be put inside. Are you following me? That oil that came on David, it was the activating of the king inside him. Because all this while, all he had been doing was taking care of sheep. But when the oil came on him, he became the king. Somebody is a president here, but has not been activated. Somebody is a man of God here, but has not been activated. Somebody is a general overseer here, but has not been activated. Somebody is a pastor, but has not been activated. Somebody is a medical doctor, but has not been activated yet. Somebody is an engineer and has not been activated yet. Somebody is a singer to the whole world, but has not been activated yet. Somebody is a prophet to the nations and has not been activated yet. Somebody is an urban gospel singer, but has not been activated yet. Somebody is a youth leader, but hasn't been activated yet. But this morning, an oil will come on your life. Shout, I'm activated. 
welcome activated. Rise on your feet. We are going to activate right now. Give a clap offering to Jesus. If you are not activated, the king will remain a shepherd. If you are not activated, the king will remain somebody who is in the desert. I know where you are now. You are not sure you can see anything good coming out. You are looked at yourself and you look like Nazareth. But when activation comes, when activation comes, some of you have an IQ that is beyond your teachers, but it hasn't been activated yet. Some of you are going to be doing what I am doing, but it hasn't been activated yet. Some of us are going to solve the economic situation of this nation, but it hasn't been activated yet. Lift up your right hand and say, God, activate me. Activate me. That activation is a fresh baptism. It had never happened to David before. But that day that it happened, the Spirit of God rested on him. And from that day, he never spoke like a normal person. He never talked like a normal person. He talked like somebody who was chosen. And so when Goliath started talking, and everybody was acting like they were afraid of Goliath, he was the only one talking like he was chosen. I promise prophesy over your life you are chosen and you will be activated lift up your voice clap your hands and begin to pray and say God activate me today activate me today activate me today I can't hear your praying. I can't hear your shouting. Say, God, activate me today. Give me a fresh baptism. Give me a baptism that will transform my life. Give me a baptism that will transform me. I'm 
and I closed my eyes and I said, Heavenly Father, I don't know who they are, they are calling, but I'm calling you. The one that they are calling, I'm calling you too. If you can, and before I could finish, something hit my life. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, that day I was activated to becoming a Christian. Maybe for you, what God wants to activate is that your hands will make money like nobody's business. Amen! Maybe for you, what God wants to activate is that by the time you write your BC, you are the one who has stopped Wasi in the whole of West Africa. Amen! What if what God wants to activate it's the next president that they will not demonstrate against. Amen! And you are the one that has already been chosen. But it's time for activation. Amen! Everybody! We hope you are blessed by this message. Follow us on our social media handles in the description below for more updates on our services and activities. Stay blessed.